blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today, we've got our second semi final matchup. But which quizzical contestant will conquer in our quest of chrono- chronological queries in one corner? He's an Appalachian man with a mountain of trivia titles under his belt, including being the first ever champion of the TTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTTT
uh, early 2000s, and that is A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. Okay. That's a good album. Uh, my favorite from the 2000s, and this is an album I've played on repeat a lot just because it's just a, such a really good album, a no-skip album for me. Uh, one of those albums that you just uh, – it just – I love it. It's, uh, I believe, one Grammy for Best Rock Album of the Year. It's uh, John Mayer's Continuum album. Gotcha. Okay. Great choice. Yeah. uh, Continuum and Disco Panic. uh, That's what I call them. Panic at the Disco. Easy for me. I like Panic at the Disco, but I really like John Mayer. I think he makes some fantastic. He's a good musician, good uh, underrated guitar player. He's got some good blues into it. So I'm definitely going to be going Continuum. Oh, that's wow. totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that that was a really good choice. Honestly, both albums. I listened to the hell of the John Mayer album yeah. as well. So if if, if it were me, uh, it definitely would have been Panic at the Disco. Not because I like Panic at the Disco, <laughs> but because I absolutely hate it, John yeah, like Mayer. Him. How do you hate? John? He's good. I like, I don't it know, has John's it has nothing to do with his musical ability. Yeah, him as it a has okay. everything to do with his personality. Oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I whatever it was, Jeremy, for me, like that emo section of music, and I kind of lump Panic in there, even though they're they're kind of beyond it. They actually have a higher skill. I don't count them as emo. Yeah, uh, I, I know they get lumped into that because they were the, the scene kids. Do. I don't but, count any of those emo bands as emo. To me, emo was like back in the eighties, not uh, in the two sure. thousands. I, I think the like the most recent big name emo band was probably Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. As far as emo style music goes, I did, and I skipped all over it. Like I was a new metal guy more than like that one, so I didn't. I just honestly, I didn't give much of a chance. I do like their stuff, but Continuum is is the superior album for me. All right, so that means Scott, you get to pick first. Wow, it's so rare I get to pick first. Let's. Um, oh gosh, let's. We're you know what we're doing music. Let's stick with music. And it is the sixties. Okay. While famous in its own right, hitting number 10 in 1965 on Billboard's Hot 100 list, what Tom Jones song is also known thanks to its use in the Carlton dance on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, uh, I'm glad you gave that hint. Uh, I believe that's It's Not Unusual. It's Not Unusual is correct. Yep. <laughs> like, I know this one. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Not unusual for Scott to get a correct answer on uh, this show, anyway. But uh, uh, Jeremy, what would you like? Um, let's go toys and games. Your decade is the eighties, right? In what nineteen eighty four shooting game would a cruel beagle infuriate you by laughing harshly whenever you missed while firing at foul? F that dog. I know it's family friendly podcast. So I'll edit myself. But Duck Hunt. Yes, it is Duck Hunt. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, he's ter- it's terrible. Of course, you'd shoot shoot at him. You know when you could. Yeah. You try. Yeah. Every time. Pop, 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 yeah. pop, pop, pop. Nope. Yep. All right, Mister Hottie. Let's go with uh, movies. In your decade is the seventies. We have a question from Will Boylan. Thank you very much, Will. What Diane Keaton, Woody Allen movie going uh, got on the nerves of many when it won Best Picture in 1977 when we all know Star Wars should have won? Oh, uh, you know, I, 
It's hard to compare those two. That's very apples and oranges uh, type. Comparison. You can compare but, apples and oranges. I hate that phrase. Yeah, they taste. They, they, you can you can compare them. You hit a nerve, obviously. I, I, evidently, please. <laughs> oh no, uh, I can't compare two different fruits and how they taste. Yeah, well, you guess can. I will. Guess I will have to throw an apple at you. Jeez. <laughs> Appalachian in the mountains. Lame. Lame. That was so lame. Uh, I believe the movie's Annie Hall. <laughs> You're correct. It is Annie Hall. All right. Uh, who wants to get yelled at me next? Uh, Jeremy, how about you? Me, me, me. Oh, yes. me. No, I'll, I'll, you've had your turn. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's do literature. Hey, hey, there you go. You're not going to get uh, yelled at for me. I'm not going to get an apple thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, last time I did, I pronounced it right. You told me and, I pronounced and it I wrong. And I screwed it up. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I got confused. Your, your decade is the 2000s. All right, 2000s literature. What title character had a series of graphic novels by Canadian author and artist Brian Lee O'Malley beginning in 2004? Supporting characters like Knives Chow, Wallace Wells, Envy Adams, and Ramona Flowers all also appeared in the 2010 film adaption, or adaptation. Oh, Knives Chow gave it away right away. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes, Scott Pilgrim and versus the world, yes, is correct. That was a great movie. One of the best adaptations from a comic to a movie. Right? Did up you there see they're bringing movie. it back as a series on Netflix, and all the original cast is going to be voicing characters? It's going to be graphic novel style. Like, I'm cool with that. Cartoon. I'm for and that. They're all they're all coming back. Like um, the entire cast is coming back to voice their characters. Love it. Love it. Okay. Hmm. All right, Mister Barber. Let's go TV. And it is also the 2000s. Set in 2019, what James Cameron-produced TV show, running from 2000 to 2002, chronicles the life of Max Guevara, a runaway genetically enhanced super soldier who escapes from a covert military facility as a child. Um, oh, what is that? We had a poster. I used to work for a TV station, and we actually had a poster of this, because it was like her cut... It was like her arms and shoulders, and it was just her torso and a weird poster in the halls of, I think this was on Fox. I worked for a ABC Fox station. I think this was on the Fox side. Dark Angel. That's what it is. It's Dark Angel. Dark Angel is correct. Yeah. Had to go back in time in my yep. brain to, I can still see it. From when I walked down the halls of uh, mm-hmm. when I worked at TV station, they had like all the posters of yeah. the current shows up. And I rem- was- yeah, I remember because it was on Fox. A lot of people got confused thinking it was like a spinoff of Angel. Yeah. Just- right. And it was. It's a yeah. completely different yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Totally different show. Uh, starring Jessica Alba, but uh, I didn't want to mention that because I feel like that's a gimme. So, all right. Jeremy Goodson from the hood, son. Uh, where you where you want to go to next? Uh, I'm not liking the rest of this list. Uh, let's go food. <laughs> okay. Question mark. Food. Your decade is be all the seventies. 70s? 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 All right. What aquatic mammal and ice cream cake was introduced by Carvel in the 1970s as an expansion of its line, which included hug me the bear and cookie puss. Oh my God. Um, what were those things called? 
I'm going to be really, really mad because I got to think about this a second. It's it was the 70s. Like, I know what you're talking about and I know what it eventually became. I just I'm trying to think of what it was originally. Oh, God. Um, it's say read it one more time. Just I feel like I'm missing something like right in front of my face. Sure. That's going to give this away. What aquatic mammal and ice cream cake was introduced by Carvel in the 1970s as an expansion of its line, which included Hug Me the Bear and Cookie Puss? So, this is really going to drive me nuts. Uh, I know one of the other characters, you're saying like what aquatic thing... And I know it's this is not Klondike because that's a bear. I they had what was the name of the freaking whale they had? Was it Fudgy? All right, I'm gonna go Fudgy the whale. I don't know. Fudgy the whale is correct. Are you serious? <laughs> Good God! Good get. Good. Get, I didn't. I, I thought maybe there was an overarching name for it. I'm like, I know they had another character because I remember the bear ones. They had those into mm-hmm. the 80s. Like yep. we had, I had them as kids, and I remember there was a whale one, and there was a, was it a yeah. shark or something. I mean, there was a whole bunch of them. There were characters. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't were... realize the line was called Fudgy the Whale, though. I'm like, that was the aquatic one. I could that, think that's of. yeah. That's I mean, that's that is own separate. I think he's still around. I think you can still eat Fudgy the Whale, <laughs> and probably Cookie Puss at least. So. All right, good get. Uh, Mr. Barber, where would you like to go to? Uh, let's go sports. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What building and home of the Rockettes was the home of the NF- NH- sorry, NFL draft from 2006 to 2014? Can you read that again? Just make sure I'm not missing anything. What building and home of the Rockettes was the home of the NFL draft from 2006 to 2014. I think it's just a Radio City Music Hall. I'll guess Radio City Music Hall. It is Radio City Music Hall. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't have anything else, like, unless it's Rockefeller <laughs> Plaza or something was, like that. Like, I, was, I was just trying to make sure I wasn't overthinking. As soon as you said Rockets, I was like, oh, it's Radio City. Wait, wait a minute. Is that, mm. is that right? <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> second-guessing myself, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jeremy, we're back to you. Um, let's go slang. Okay. It's the 2000s again. Wow. Okay. First heard in the early 2000s, what portmanteau means an obese or otherwise swollen lower leg joint that bends into gastro... Oh, I can't even understand that. That blends into the gastrocinemius... And the soleus muscles without clear definition. Is that cankles? It is a cankle. Yeah, I'm so, I couldn't. I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, the calf, I didn't know the, the muscles, calf but muscles. You said like you said leg. Like yeah. Like, uh. Yeah. Those, those are the calf muscles, and uh, I can't even pronounce them. But yeah, that's what a cankle is. That's funny. All right, Scott. We're back to you. Let's go uh, news and politics, boys. Okay. New decade is the 60s. Okay. In May 1960, Soviets found what they were looking for when they captured American Gary Powers after shooting down what model of spy plane that he piloted? Um, is that a U-2? 
It is a YouTube. Uh, good hint. I was Thank like, you. I know this. I know this piece of trivia, but uh, uh, I'm, that's like that's a really fun hint. Good job. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, and we are going to end with fashion for Jeremy. Yay! <laughs> Your decade is the seventies. Okay. All right. What brand? Established in the UK in 1972 is a retailer and wholesaler of fashion clothing, accessories, and homeware. It was named after a 1971 Gene Hackman movie. Sorry, Hackman movie. And the company became notorious for the use of its initialism in its advertising campaign in the early 2000s. I have no in on this from the fashion side, but you said 1971 Hackman movie, and that leads me to the French Connection, so I'm hoping that's correct. French Connection is correct. So their acronym was FC for French Connection, and they're from the UK, so it said FCUK was was (laughs) their uh, acronym that obviously got them in a little bit of controversy. Interesting. Yep. All right, that is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? Adam, knock on wood. We got a perfect game going on right now. Both uh, both people getting their questions. It is 50 to 50. Yes, it is. Uh, and no stolen ones either. Everybody's getting everything. So let's see if that continues in round two. All right, uh, Scott, as you get a pick first, uh, you, as you got to pick first in round one, that means, Jeremy, you get a pick first for Scott. To go into round two. For the love of God, take fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Figured. Fair. And your decade is the 80s. What outdoor clothing company headquartered in Manchester, England, is named after the term used for a series of boat races? Products include waterproof and breathable jackets, fleeces, trousers, footwear, and camping equipment for men, women, and children. Reread that, please. Sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. What outdoor clothing company headquartered in Manchester, England, is named after the term used for a series of boat races? Products include waterproof and breathable jackets, fleeces, trousers, footwear, and camping equipment for men, women, and children. Series of boat races. I don't think I'm going to get this from... Hmm. Series of boat races. No, um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of what a series of boat races would be. We have a thing here called the regatta. I'll just say regatta. I know that's boat race. I don't know. Regatta or regatta great outdoors is correct. Really? Holy yes. cow. I just know there's a regatta. We have an annual regatta here in West Virginia, and that's the only thing I could go with. Yeah, that's interesting. Good pull. Had no I had idea. Nothing. Lucky put. <laughs> Good job. All right. And Mr. Barber, what do you want to give to Mr. Goodson? Oh, let's go with news politics. Okay. Why not? And the decade is the 70s. Okay. Though the IUD was developed in 1909 by the German physician Richard Richter, uh, his device was made by silkworm gut and was not widely used. The first plastic IUD using thermoplastics was developed in the 1960s, which allowed insertion without the need to dilate the cervix and became far more popular. What does IUD stand for? 
Oh, uh, I hope I don't get this wrong. Is it? Um, nope. Like interuteral device or interuterus device? Interuterus device is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? Is it intrauteral device? Intrauterine device is correct. Uh, that's tough, man. Yeah. That's that's tough, yeah. Yep. Yep. Just that. Probably wouldn't have got it had you not even got me that far, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the difference. Yes, it is. So he gets the steal. Jeremy Goodson, what, uh, now you got to give him another one. Let's go sling. Okay. It is the 60s. Wow. Okay. Thanks to a 1964 TV show that was based on a 1956 novel, what term and title for the show and book entered the American lexicon describe, describing any small town or group that holds scandalous secrets? Is that Stepford Wives? Stepford Wives is incorrect. Oh. Jeremy, can you steal? Uh, read it one more time. Thanks to a 1964 TV show that was based on a 1956 novel, what term and the title for the show in the book entered the American lexicon describing any small town or group that holds scandalous secrets? Oh, man. I I'm going to kick myself when I hear this. This sounds like something out of a... <laughs> Twin Peaks. Um, crud. Hmm. I've got nothing. Um, it, I, it's it's way too late. I'm just gonna go. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is incorrect. Scotty, I know it now. It, yeah, yes, what is, what I is, answered too fast. It's Peyton Place. Yeah, that's a real Peyton Place. It oh, is Peyton. God, Place. that is the name of the show. See, it's not the name of the show though. I was trying to think yeah. of like yeah. what they called yeah. it. Like, yep, that was it. Yeah. That was the name of the show. That's a real yeah. Peyton Place. Oh, uh, kicking myself on that one. All right, no points awarded. A perfect game is not happening. Uh, uh, anyway, but uh, all right, Scotty, what do you want to give to Jeremy? Uh. Poison games. And we finally have a 90s question. Oh, wow. Woo okay. <laughs> Sorry, we still haven't had a 50s question either, so. Okay, 90s toys and games. I don't even want to read it because I know you're going to get it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just okay, give you the see. Just Move give on. you the points. All right. I've heard of Peyton Place and it didn't even come into my head, so, you know. What video game franchise, first released in 1999, is a crossover fighting game between several different Nintendo franchises, including Mario, Legend of Zelda, Star Fox, which include characters including all those people, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Metroid, F-Zero, Mother Kirby, Mother Kirby, and Pokemon. It's funny, I would have thought that was 96 or 97, but okay, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers is correct. Good job. All right, what category do you want to give to Scott? Uh, let's go literature. Literature coming at you. And it's the 60s. Wow. Okay. Alan Drury won the 1960 Pulitzer Prize for writing what political novel concerning the appointment of Secretary 
uh, the appointment of Secretary of State, whose nomination becomes controversial due to some past affiliation with the Communist Party and alleged sexual indiscretions. What year was that again? Uh, he won the 1960 Pulitzer Prize. I don't think I know this at all. Um, don't know it. Pass. Okay. All right, Jeremy, can you steal? I can. I've actually read this book. Um, oh, wow. I believe uh, he wrote it after observing uh, FDR and Truman and then some others afterwards. Uh, but it was mostly about them. It's called Advise and Consent. Nice. Advise and Consent is correct. Good job. Very nice grab. All right. Getting the steal. And Scott, you got to give Jeremy uh, the next category. Uh, let's go with food. And your decade is the 80s. And we've got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you, Ian. In an ad campaign that ran from 1984 to 1991, commercials for what flavored wine cooler and malt beverage all ended with two older men often sitting on their porch thanking you for your support? Uh, I can only think of one wine cooler off the top of my head. Is that uh, Bartles and James? Bartles and James is correct. Good job. Not a fan of Seagrams, I take it. (laughs) Well, there's newer ones, but I'm thinking like older wine coolers. And like when it comes, like there's a whole bunch now, like wine coolers or seltzers and all this stuff. But even when I turned 21, it was like B&Js or that's it. Seagrams, Bruce Willis ads with with him in it. God. Oh, is that Seagram's? I do remember the Bruce yeah. Willis ads, but <laughs> Seagram's golden wine coolers, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like in the in the cooler at the store, you'd always have the beer and then the wine coolers, and just a bunch of B yep, and J's. and that was it. Like that was yep. it. You had those, or you had the beer. Like that yeah, was yeah. your choices. Yeah, yeah that was it. So. All right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Scott? Let's do TV. Oh. It's the sixties again. Wow, a lot of 60s. Okay. What future family sitcom star won three Emmys in the 60s for his dramatic leading role performance in the show I Spy? Oh, I think it's Bill Cosby. It is Bill Cosby. All right. Scott, what are you giving to Jeremy? Uh, Sports. (laughs) <laughs> I'm censoring myself. Yes. <laughs> Your decade is the 70s. Wow. Okay. On January 3rd, 1973, who purchased the New York Yankees for only $12 million? He would also be parodied in the show Seinfeld in the 90s and passed away in 2010. I believe that would be George, George Steinbrenner. It is George Steinbrenner. All right, we've only got two more categories. What do you want to give to Scott, and what do you want to keep for yourself? Let's give uh, Scott music. Your decade is the 80s. All right. In the 1989 song, We Didn't Start the Fire, there are two people that are name-dropped more than once in the song. Name both. Wow. Um... So there's two people name dropped more than once in the song. We didn't start the fire. 
and you want both. Yep. Okay, I know one's Kennedy. Um, I'm thinking, hold on. <laughs> oh, we're not rushing you. I know. I'm rushing myself with the internal clock going. Um, mm, gosh. Let's go. Um, can't think of it. Let's go Ronald Reagan. Don't know. Kennedy and Reagan is incorrect. Um, Jeremy, can you steal? Trying to go over it in my head here. Um, let's go uh, Kennedy, because that makes sense. Come, becoming president and then assassinated. And uh, let's go Nixon. Kennedy and Nixon is correct. Oh, nice. Good job. I remembered so, the lyric Richard Nixon back again. I yep. can't remember who the uh, other one was, but I'm like, you said Kennedy. I'm like, that makes sense because he became yeah. president and then he was assassinated. I remember Paola and Kennedy and JFK blown away. And the yes. other one for Nixon is Joe McCartney, Richard Nixon, Studio oh, Baker Television. Yeah. And then yeah, right. the other one is the, you know, obviously the Richard Nixon back again. So, yeah. yep. That part stuck about was Richard Nixon back again. And I'm like, okay, that that's one more yeah. than likely yeah, without having job. to think of the rest of the lyrics. So Nice. Good job. Well done. All right, getting the steal, and uh, you're going to end for movies for you, Jeremy. All right. And your decade is the 80s. Wow. Okay. And we've got a question from Will Boylan. When Marty travels to the future, 2015, in Back to the Future Part 2, he finds out that the Chicago Cubs have recently won the World Series against a team from what city? At the time, there was no team that played there. Um, I believe it's Miami. Wait, hold on. Do you believe or do you answer? Oh, hold on. I, hold on. Hold on. Um, I know I'm going to get this wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I keep on saying Miami Marlins because what they are. Um, it was the Miami Gators in the movie, I believe. So it is Miami. Miami. Yeah, answer. <laughs> Miami is correct. <laughs> Yep, yes. You're right. So Miami Gators. Yeah, so, I, I, I second guess myself because I was like Marlins, but it wasn't the Marlins in the movie though. Miami yeah. Gators, an yep. American League team in the mm -hmm. in 2015. They were off by a year, and yep, Miami became the Marlins in, yep. in National League. Yep. All yep. right, that is the end of round two. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, Jeremy was able to pull away a little bit at the end there. He has 110 to Scott's 80. All right, so this could go anyway. Very excited to see what happens. Uh, Jeremy, as you are in the lead, what category do you want to go in first into our final round? Uh, let's play it safe. Let's do toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. And Mr. Barber, what are we joining in with that? Let's go sports. Okay. And that decade will be the 80s. Wow. All right. So we are not going to have a... We didn't have a single 50s question. What a shame. I think this might be the, oh, man. This might be the first time we actually have, have had a decade that wasn't represented at all. If it, Yeah. If it is, I can't think of another one that was that case. So, all right. 
what are y'all's wagers? Or no, you got not what do you don't tell me. You gotta write it down. <laughs> you want us to message you? Uh I trust uh, you. Guys. if you're gonna message anyone, you message me. Yeah, that's right. the case. I will message John. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in a second. Based on seventies toys and games and eighties sports. All right. The bids are in. Okay. All right, our seventies toys and games question. Peter Weller probably loved what 1970 game centering on an articulated plastic mule beginning the game beginning the game standing on all four feet with a blanket on its back. Players took turns placing various items into the mule's backpack without causing the mule to press up on its front legs, throwing off all the accumulated items. And our 80s sports question. What attacking midfielder scored during the Argentina versus England quarterfinals match in the 1986 FIFA World Cup by knocking the ball in with his fist? The goal has been nicknamed the Hand of God. And while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to make sure you guys all check out mm, Podcasting After Dark. Yeah, let's give those guys a good shout out. We love Podcasting After Dark. We love uh, Corey and we love that other guy. Um, I'm just kidding. And he's Zach. His name's Zach. He's we call him Zach the Snack because he's the best looking dude on the network. Uh, we love him. And go check out go check out Podcasting After Dark. I promise it's a fun show. Can I get a repeat of the first question, please? Yes, you can. It was very wordy. Peter Weller probably loved what 1970 game centering on an articulated plastic mule uh, beginning the game standing on all four feet with a blanket on its back. Players take turns placing various items onto the mule's back without causing the mule to press up on its front legs, throwing off all the accumulated items. I think I, okay. I'm locked in. Okay. I'm locked in as well. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have everybody locked in and Scott, as you are the one who is behind this time, what are your answers for the 70s toys and game and the 80s sports questions? Well, the, the first one threw me for a loop because I was sitting there. I was like, how does RoboCop fit into this? I did the same yeah. thing. <laughs> just like, I don't think this is going to be a RoboCop question. But then uh, it clicked with, okay, I, I vaguely remember the game and it another movie that I just happened to love because uh, no matter where you go, there you are. Uh, I think the first one's Buckaroo. And the second question, uh, Hand of God, is uh, Maradona, the Hand of God. Okay. And Jeremy Goodson. Yeah, not, nothing to bury here. Scott took the flavor text. Um, basically, yeah, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, you said Peter Weller, and I go, RoboCop. I started writing it down. And I'm like, that's not right because you kept going. And then we are nowhere near RoboCop. But uh, we used to have the game. We had a ton of old board games as a kid, which is why I love this category. Um, and we had one called Buckaroo. And he was Buckaroo Banzai. So that made sense. And that's what I locked in with there. Fortunately, and Scott, uh, I'm pretty sure got this one right as well, because I wrote this almost exact same question for one of my games. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find obscure sports stuff uh, and the hand of God. Luckily, when you said that, I wasn't sure when you're talking about the game. So you said hand of God. Uh, that's Maradona. Okay. All right, both contestants getting both the answers. Uh, and since John has the wagers, I'm going to let him reveal everything. With a final score of 161 to 160, Jeremy Goodson. 
yes. is the winner today. Well Excellent done. job. Excellent Great job. Great game, Great Scott. Game. Great game. Whew. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, there will be uh, no repeat champions in uh, in this ep- in this year of Throwback Trivia Takedown. And that was a hard-fought, awesome game. Scott Barber, unfortunately, this is the end of your run on this year's tournament. You made it to another semifinal. You're still obviously very talented pop culture and throwback trivia takedowner. But uh, this is the end of the run. You know, what do you want to say, my man? Hey, it's a great run. I always love uh, being on this podcast. I love uh, listening to it. Uh, Everything about this is right up my alley as far as the information goes and as far as the trivia goes it's what i really like and um you know it's it's just been a lot of fun i'm looking forward already to next year and uh it, it's going to be a good and can't wait to hear the final because jeremy you know he's as good as they get when it comes to uh, this type of trivia especially so best of luck to jeremy moving forward and looking forward to hearing the final in a few weeks speaking of adam who's he going to be playing yeah, Jeremy is making his uh, second final in a row like he did last year. He lost the last one. Will he win this one? We'll see because he's going to be going up against Matt Coleman. It's going to be a very exciting match. For Scott, for John, I'm Adam, and this is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. like comic books me too hi i'm john join me over at the comics underground podcast where i invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books graphic novels manga and more go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher i'll see you there